3: well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that
0: with some amazing panelists.
2: You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human.
0: This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Thank
3: you. you always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money.
4: Yeah, This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on vSENG.
2: Welcome back. Get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet. VEASAN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10. Plus get a 100% match on the first deposit up to $200. Wagering at more than 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks. First Bet app, easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Secure payments, great customer service, reliable website. Details at vsincom
5: slash horses. Sign up now. Welcome in. This is Follow the Money here on Vsin, The Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort Casino. We do uh, heavy football uh, this time of year, obviously. And, Paulie, the odds are up now for the exact result of the Super Bowl. And I'm looking at DraftKings odds. The Bills to beat the 49ers. Shortest shot on the board, along with the Chiefs to beat the Eagles, both of those exactas pay thirteen to one. Now this is a fun way to mm-hmm. approach this stuff. Yes, and you can also, like already, take flyers on Super Bowl MVP, which eh! we may dive into tomorrow. We may not. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, you're in a very unique, which is redundant. I know, I know that. But you're let, let me rephrase: you're in a unique situation because you're on a free roll for thirty-eight thousand dollars for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. You got it because you uh, finished in the top five at a blackjack tournament out here in Circa.
2: One of the coolest things I've ever been a part of, and so, creative. And so, they're going to do it on a regular basis.
5: Yeah, so this is going to be different than everybody else in the audience, but how are you attacking yeah. this? What do you think you should do?
2: If you're a big player, uh, you should you, you, do your business and come out here to Circa, by the way. Uh, the give the givebacks and how they take care of their players is phenomenal. So Fitz reached out and said, I should attack this with the exactus." because he thinks he can't see someone coming out of the NFC other than San Francisco and Philly. Do you
5: concur? I mean, those are those two teams are to me clearly the best teams in the NFC. Right. And and the 49ers have an easy path.
2: And this we can start to get into this about what's the what are the lines next week? What are they laying at home against Minnesota? Mm-hmm. You know, from that standpoint, but I would agree with them. I mean, I guess Tom Brady could uh screw things up, but it should be a san francisco or a san francisco Philly nfc title game and then if you would take one of those teams then to beat kansas city in an exacta that's a that's a way i could hedge and protect my ticket uh, on that too um there is a way he made an interesting point um for you to lose every bet obviously well yeah that's that's true uh eagles over the chiefs is 15 to 1 49ers over the chiefs is 14 to 1 with the exacta. They're also plus 1550 against the Bengals. Again, I hope I'm wrong, but I think Cincinnati's going to beat Buffalo next week. And the thing that jumped up to me, jumped off the page with the app was 49ers Bengals,
5: both 32 to 1 each way. That's the one that I already bet. Yeah, good I, job. I, so I, I have the Bengals on a Super Bowl ticket. It's not a big one. But I, I I have them to win the AFC I think at sixteen to one and the Super Bowl at thirty to one, so so the one exactly that I bet is uh, San Francisco over and I could again I could lose everything but uh, you know I, I I love both these teams and uh, so I bet I bet San Francisco over to the Bengals at thirty two to one and home field hasn't mattered
2: in the last couple of years uh, as well we've seen what Cincinnati did and what the Rams did last year exhibit eight mm-hmm. but uh, th- that certainly is a big price to me with the uh, the exacta there but what what Fitz was saying too about how to protect yourself with that but some of these these are fantastic and Circa has you know all the options uh going down here with the exactas was there anything else it I mean, well, I, and also listeners do you agree do you agree that you can't see a San Francisco someone
5: other than San Francisco or Philly winning the NFC yeah it's hard to get there with what we watch for 17 weeks. You can respond on Twitter at v Sin Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Pauly Howard. You can shoot us an email. It's ftm at com. With what Pauly just said, who else is coming out of the NFC other than Philadelphia or San Francisco? Or is that answer? Nobody. It's one of those two teams. And then how would you approach betting the exactas right now? I will say this, like the longest shot on the board that I could see from both sides, it would probably be Chargers-Cowboys. And that pays, in either direction, 130-1 to 1 at DraftKings. Wow. But, I can
2: get there with the Chargers. Both games against Kansas City have been close. They're driving to take the lead on that Thursday night game. Herbert with the pick-six miscommunication there. Uh, a, a guy quit on the route. But that is what we've seen the last month out of Dallas, and especially Dak. Oh, boy. Now, yeah. Philly Philly should have been... Minshew was awful against New Orleans, right? Went up and down the field against Dallas. Yeah, should that's have won also, the game.
5: It's also... <sighs> I mean, and we saw this with Stidham as well, right? When a backup quarterback gets his first chance, the other team yeah. has no film on him. He looks great. There's a lot to play for. And then Stidham did that against the Niners' defense, and then against the Chiefs, they were awful. I was well, at the game. It was, it was they couldn't do anything on offense. Well, He really. didn't
2: have time to throw. either, no, I, which was yeah. uh, bizarre. I didn't see that coming. So, yeah.
5: But you know, as much as we, and again, I'm I'm fading Dallas this weekend. But would I? I guess. Would I be completely stunned and fall off my couch if the Cowboys made the Super Bowl? I guess maybe a little bit, but it's not like if you have to draw a line through teams where you won't even consider them out of the AFC or the NFC, like I'm drawing a line through the Seahawks. I'm drawing a line through the Vikings. I'm drawing a line through the Mm -hmm. Giants. You get my point. Probably the Buccaneers, but my God, uh, I would not want that one to come back and haunt me. And then you can find a couple of teams to draw a line through as well. Like if it's Anthony Brown this weekend for the Ravens, that, it stinks for that team because it could have. It's, this is going to be a throwaway year for them. Yeah. They blew so many games, and I think they have the talent. They were going to win that division. Well, they were. No doubt they were
2: going to win that division. With uh, their schedule and Jackson gets hurt, though. But, yeah, you're right. They're blowing these leads. And then the injury to Lamar. And, my God, that performance Saturday night against Cleveland was horrendous. Sure. Uh, the, I'm concerned about what's going on in Tampa Bay. You know, there's another report now that maybe Brady could go to Miami. Well, we know that Brady's going to be on the move after this year. Human says he's coming here to play with the Raiders. But but between how bad Leftwich and Bowles has been and the downgrade from Arians, the, the the worst running game in the league. Uh I just how bad the offense has been, you're right, how what the record should be when you take out these comebacks and blown leads by Arizona and New Orleans and should have been swept by the Saints. It's uh, it's hard to get there to think Tampa's gonna win a game or two in the playoffs.
5: Yeah. Well, we've heard, for Tom Brady, many people are suggesting the Raiders. Uh, I keep hearing people throw out the 49ers. I, come on. You think the 49ers are going to bring in Tom Brady with their current quarterback situation? With what Brock Purdy is doing this year? No, you wouldn't do that. You're not going to bring in uh, Brady. Also, what if the kid goes to the Super Bowl, too? Yeah, what what did we hear yesterday off the air? The Saints, again. With uh, bringing yep. Peyton back yep. to combo with Brady. And then that's a possibility.
2: Now how strange would that be That seems far fetched to yeah. me as well, but in the same division. But I did there that so there there is that relationship with Peyton and there was going to be the package deal in Miami, which is still one of the best stories that if that would have happened, it would have broke the internet. Right. Where it'd say, Okay, I'm gonna retire, and then once they find a replacement for me in Tampa, then I'll come out of the front down from the front office, come back, and then I'll be re I'll play with Peyton and we'll go. Well, oh. I can okay. mention
5: the whole New England angle too that would have been involved. So forget about the 49ers and the Eagles for a second. Who would the third team be out of the NFC that you can either see that team making a run to the Super Bowl or you're not going to be surprised if they were? Because remember, if you go back to last year, I don't remember sitting here saying the Rams had much of a chance. I, I, yeah, I, right. I did not I did not like the Rams going right. to Tampa Bay and winning the game. And then I thought for sure Green Bay was going to beat San Francisco. And I don't think the Rams would have gone to Lambeau and won the game. And I even like the Niners going to L.A. because it's a home field for the Niners. And they blew that game. They're up 17 7 in the second half.
2: Yeah, if I have to pick one, I'd have to go Tampa, though, even with all their issues. I just can't get there with Dallas. You can't at all. Yeah, and the issues on the road and how Dak has played. And uh, no, I just think that, you know, the guy, the goat, the goat could do it again and surprise us. And it's not like he can't go on the road and win big games either. Just look what happened a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. One in New Orleans beat uh beat Green Bay.
5: Uh this is from Paul on Twitter. San Francisco, Philadelphia, definitely the only two teams in the NFC. He already has San Francisco over the Bills, Casey and Cincy, and to lose all three. Those are the only two teams yep. that can come out of the NFC, huh?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. I I can see where he's coming from. Yeah.
5: Uh, um, we really missed it with the Lions. Oh, what could God, been? I'd give anything to see Lions at San Francisco God. on Saturday.
2: If you want to get nuts with Cincinnati related stuff, Cincinnati over Phillies 30 to 1. I mentioned the 32 to 1 against San Francisco. They're uh Yeah, 30 to 1 against the Eagles, 32 to 1 against the 49ers, if they could do it. I know that'd be tough. And again, that's why I had to take Kansas City in the draft because of their path. Because at the time it was week fifteen. It was a Saturday night. That was week fifteen when Buffalo beat Miami, Cincinnati still had to go to Tampa, they still had to go to New England, they still had to play the Bills at home, and then likely you'd have to go to Buffalo and Kansas City in the playoffs. And oh, by the way, you were looking at maybe round three against the Ravens, not only week 17, but then in the playoffs. I thought Lamar was coming back at some point. Yeah. So
5: about, I'm like, that that's going to be some parlay if they hit that. How about the Niners to beat the Bills 20-1 to 1 in that neighborhood? I can't get there with Buffalo. Oh, that! You, I have you, you my can't, blinders you, on, but I you can't, I, I can't see it. Yeah, I you,
2: can't see it. You you can't see it. Not the way they're playing. They're the no. highest power-rated team in football. I don't I'm care. I not, They're not watching the same game I am. Have you watched this defense? Oh, of course I have, yeah. Especially the matchup the issue. If they're going to go with this, you, yeah, if they're going to go single coverage on Jamar Chase and say, White coming off an injury, good yeah. luck. That's a He's going to pick them but, apart. But Paul,
5: I'm just saying, that's a strong comment to make. I can't. You get can't that. see it with Buffalo. No. Oh, they're. that's...
2: I'm concerned about Allen, too, and the turnovers. He doesn't look right. They did not play well against New England. No, I've been concerned about him for—
5: I mean, since that Jets
2: game, I've been concerned about him. uh, Is there something wrong with the uh, the elbow? Probably. Look how he's played and look at the interceptions and look at how the offense hasn't been dynamic like it was and how they were blowing people
5: out. Remember they were blowing people out to start? Don't, Don't forget about human emotion, too. Right. We can work against you. It sometimes can. You can't do it every single week. Oh, no. At some point, it'll suck the life out of you. It will. Suck the air out of the entire stadium. It'll be too much. The adrenaline wears off at some point. We have plenty of wildcard props to hit next. How many wildcard teams will win this weekend? Biggest margin of victory. Most points scored and more.
3: 2025 QX80 coming this
0: summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so
5: talented
4: This is Follow the
2: Money on VSEN. How about every pick from every host and every guest? VSEN Pro subscribers get access to that, and become a subscriber with the intro offer of only nine ninety nine. I spend more. That's more than McDonald's. Less than McDonald's, rather. Some days deep dive betting reports, betting guides for the biggest games of the season, bracket breakdown, props. Limited time offer, though. vison.com slash subscribe. nine ninety nine. Become part of the family. vison.com
5: slash subscribe. So we do have a point spread on the move again this morning. In the last uh, few minutes at several books, the Chargers moved to a two-and-a-half-point favorite now over Jacksonville. So the closer we get to this game on Saturday night, the closer that number gets to three. Again, one yesterday, yeah. a solid move to two, and now on the uptick, uh, At a b- we're in Las Vegas, so I'm looking at three books right now that have two and a half. All these books out here are not open, but across the country where it's they're open 24 hours, we're seeing you know two and a half mm-hmm. at most books right now on the Chargers in that game. Rank the games for top
2: three for chance of a blowout. Obviously, Bill's number one. That could, that could get out of control
5: early. Yeah, I'll go number one there. Would you go then uh, S- San Francisco or Cincinnati? I'd go Cincinnati because if it's Anthony Brown, again, like he's it, okay at times. Yeah, day. but I, I'd still go Bengals, although the Ravens defense is really good. Don't forget, again, it's divisional rivals we're talking about between the Niners and the Seahawks. And we might what if it's bad weather though, too? Remember how the Niners looked? I know it was Trey Lance against the Bears in week one. That was a quagmire. Yes. And they got beat and uh they were terrible. Yep. It's a long time ago. I so understand there, that. There's
2: a prop, largest margin of victory. Will someone win? At DraftKings, it's 21.5. Globally, it's 23 mm-hmm. for largest margin of victory. And if, if we'll see a blowout. And uh, there's also, will there be more close games or blowouts? Total games decided by more than 10 points. That's the favorite, $3. Games decided by 10 or more. Okay. And that's the favorite there if we get uh, high-low, highest-scoring game. Minnesota, Giants 3-1. to Chargers, Jags, plus 350. Minnesota's on a sick overrun. I mean, the game went under uh, Sunday, but that was you know, Peterman, and they're not playing, people. I believe it's a 6-1 and one overrun for the Vikings. Uh-huh. Miami, Buffalo, plus 450. Could change things now with Thompson. Is Miami going to score? You also have uh, the Dallas game, then the Seattle game, and the Baltimore game. For game for teams, highest scoring team, the Bills are the favorites at four to one. San Francisco's six to one. Minnesota plus six fifty. The Bengals and Chargers eight to one. I take
5: a peek at the Chargers of the Jags.
2: Yeah, okay. I think that
5: game can get a lot of points. Yeah.
2: This is yeah. This is team though. Uh, Cowboys, no, no, I know. I know. Okay, going back. Okay, sorry. Uh, Dallas ten. Tampa thirteen. Baltimore twenty eight. You want to get nuts? Seattle thirty to one. For a high team, I mean the Bills, right? The favorite and rightfully so at four to one. Again, week three, yards 497 to 212, plays 90 to 39. Allen 400 yards. Week the, the second meeting 32 29. Allen 300 yards passing, four touchdowns, 77 yards rushing. I mean they've they've moved it at will against Miami, and now you're going against the third-string quarterback. For sure. And there could be turnovers, and there could be a special teams boo-boo as well. So that's a low team, lowest scoring team of the week. Seattle, the favorite, plus 350. They They won't do anything in that game Saturday. I mean, they have been shut down in both meetings against the 49ers. And a good story, playing with house money, you trade your star quarterback, He's someone else's problem. Denver gives him the long-term deal. You make the playoffs, you are rebuilding, and you get a top-five pick. A-plus by Carroll in Seattle. But this will not go well for Geno on Saturday.
5: I'd go Dolphins plus 450.
2: You will? Okay. Dolphins is second choice. A uh, third choice, excuse me. Baltimore, four to one. And
5: yeah, it Brown it threw for almost 300
2: last week. But that's a tough call there. But uh, Tampa's 10 to one. Then it falls off. Giants are 12 Dallas fourteen, Chargers eighteen, Minnesota's twenty, San Francisco twenty-one, the Bills twenty-eight to one for lowest scoring team.
5: I would not bet the Bills to be the lowest scoring team. No, not it. I would need 101 to uh, one minimum. Yeah, those are yeah. I'd need better than that on a lot of those teams. How many wild card teams yeah. will win this weekend? The, the prop is two and a half. We only had one wild card team win last year, so it's two and a half. It was before yesterday's news with Tua anyway. Assuming the big favorites all win the game, it's down to that prop is down to the Chargers, the Cowboys against the Buccaneers, and the other game would be the Giants. So, do the Giants, Chargers, and Cowboys all win to go over two and a half? All sweep the board? Yeah, no. I don't think so either. So, I think that no. probably goes under. Will a wild card team win the Super Bowl? The yes is six to one. We've had seven since 1980. That's 13.5% of the time. That equates to plus 641 on the money line. So that would tell you that, uh, based on history, not worth it. But if you go back and look, we've had five wildcard teams win the Super Bowl since the year 2000. That's 22.7% on the money line. That's plus 341. So if that were to continue, 6-1 to one would be a good bet. Uh, the biggest winning margin in any, any wildcard game like you brought up mm-hmm. offshore globally, it's 23 Uh, I went back to 2010. Every year is a snowflake, right? It's different. Bills beat the Pats last year, 47-17. That flew over. The year before, the biggest margin of victory was 21-9, Saints over the Bears. In 2020, every wildcard game was a one-score game. In 2019, Colts 21, Texans 7, biggest margin of victory. In 2018, Falcons 26, Panthers 13. So a lot of years, you get, you know, uh, all the games are close, or you have a year like 2017 where you had three blowouts and the Packers beat the Giants 38 to 13. Most points scored by any team Wild Card Weekend. Again, the Bills last year had 47, the Chiefs had 42, the number is 41 and a half. Mm. Remember the Browns scored 48 the year before when they took out the Steelers. Oh, that's right. Wow. The Vikings in 2019 went to the Saints and won 26-20. They scored the most points that weekend. Get out of here. With 26. Wow. The year before that, it was the Cowboys with 24. The year before that, Saints with 31. In 2016, the Packers had 38. In 2015, the Packers had 35. You have to go all the way back to 2013, before last year, where a team scored more than 41.5 points. That was that crazy Colts-Chiefs game that ended 45-44. In 2012, three teams scored 24, highest of the weekend. In 2011, the Saints beat the Lions 45-28, and in 2010, the Seahawks scored 41 points to just go under that 41.5 number. So a lot of good props this weekend. But uh, again, looking at all these scores, there's nothing really consistent enough. I mean, sometimes you get a bunch of one-score games, other years you get massive blowouts. But, again, remember that Bills-Pats game last year? Oh, God, it was over early. And that was God, that was crazy was because they played twice in the regular season down the stretch. Yep, they were both close. It was like, how do you handicap this game? Allen just picked them apart, did whatever he wanted. Because we had that Monday night game where Matt Jones, Matt Jones only threw the ball three times. Yeah. And they won the game. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Bills out there not even punting out after that. <laughs> Carved them up. Yeah. The Monday night game was
2: ugly last year. Oh, was that bad? Kyler Murray with the underhand pick six, blown out by the Rams. Yeah. That was
5: terrible. That Watching that game, and then based on how they started compared to how they closed, uh, I told myself going into this year, the Cardinals are going to be a stink bomb. They were going to be awful. Yep. You can scalp this prop,
2: too. Uh, will a non-quarterback throw a touchdown pass? Yes is three to one globally, and other books have uh, ten to one. And now people are people. Thanks for sending in the Fat Man touchdown too, uh, which cashed last year. And some books have that fifteen to one. I like this. Will any game go to overtime? I'll lay the three dollars with the no. I mean, how many blowouts are we going to get? Number one, yeah. You only got six games. Three of them could be blowouts. Yeah, I mean, look at
5: the. Now, points, I know the Frank.
2: Minnesota Giants game could have should have gone to overtime in the first meeting. Yeah, Joseph from
5: sixty one, but. Uh, Come on, that's tough. Yeah, it doesn't mean that game's going to play out again like yeah, it did the first right. time they played. Uh Vsin is now heard on Sports Map Radio across the country, including great radio stations like Sports Map Radio 730 in Memphis, Tennessee. You're listening live to the best in sports betting news and information from the sports betting capital of the world here in Las Vegas. Welcome to the Vsin family and to follow the money. It was uh crazy what took place yesterday after our show was over with as I tweeted out, Paulie, it's like somebody took a bazooka to the Buffalo Miami number. That went to 10 immediately with the two of news, then to 12, then up to 13 and 13 and a half, and then back to 13. But also the Ravens Bengals game just shot up to eight and a half or nine. Uh, current numbers available in that game. So we'll talk about that contest coming up next. Glenn uh, Clark's going to join the show. He covers the Ravens for the press box in Baltimore. It doesn't look like Lamar is going to go this week. Is he absolutely not playing? And will Tyler Huntley be healthy enough to start? That's coming up on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. I want to know where the money and bets are moving every game. It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out future events as well. Betting splits and other way. VEASAN's here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits every game. VEASAN.com.
5: We'll hit Ravens-Bengals now, the rematch from Week 18. Glenn Clark joins the program. You can listen to his radio show 10A to noon Eastern at glennclarkradio.com. He also does postgame on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Glenn, thanks for the time today. We appreciate that. It fe- From afar, and based on the point spread where it's at right now, going all the way up to Bengals favored by 8.5 or 9, it feels like it's pretty close to a 0% chance that Lamar Jackson's going to be able to play <laughs> This weekend, would you say that's fair, or is that too aggressive? And would you give him a better than that, better better chance than that to play?
4: No, I think that's fair, guys. I appreciate you having me. I, you know, absolutely. The moment that Lamar Jackson wasn't out there for Wednesday, it, it, this is Lamar Jackson we're talking about. it. For some reason, he showed up on Friday and attempted the practice. The Ravens would let him play. There's no question about that. But Wednesday internally was the barometer. If if he was out there and if the target was hey, we're not going to push it at the end of the season, but we'll give it a shot for the playoffs. The thought would be that he was practicing on Wednesday. The moment he wasn't out there for Wednesday, I thought it made sense that the line moved at that point and went up over a touchdown. And I don't know if I'd be surprised. The other thing that's the wild card in all this is that Tyler Huntley's on the practice field, but reportedly, and I didn't go to practice yesterday, but he is still not really throwing and dealing with tendonitis in his shoulder. Yeah. So. Uh. You know, there's also this question. I still think he's going to play at this point. I think they're just being cautious. And I think that's the reason he didn't play last week. But it's definitely worth monitoring. And I also think that plays a role in why this number is going up. Because there's a very there's still a possibility that the primary quarterback on Sunday night is going to be their third stringer, Anthony Brown, who will be playing or making his second career start. So the number moving the way that it does, based on what we know, makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, me.
2: yeah. It's not a ringing endorsement, but he wasn't bad. I thought Brown was okay. No.
4: Yeah. Uh, look, aside from the atrocious interception to Jesse Bates and then you know the insane decision to have him throw from the end zone, a right. minute left in the second quarter, you take those two things away, the Ravens were very competitive in that game, and he made some throws. He threw the ball into the teeth of the defensive line a little bit too much, and I don't know how much of that you can entirely fix in one week. Um, you, you, start, you see enough, and he definitely was a better downfield option than what we've seen from Tyler Huntley and how much of that is related to his shoulder. We're not really sure sure Tyler Huntley's never shown a lot as a downfield thrower it's almost like there's a trade off here Tyler Huntley is probably less likely to make very bad decisions and oh. give the football up mm-hmm. but if the ravens fall behind 17 nothing like they did against the bengals on sunday anthony brown is definitely a better option to try to get the football down the field and give yourself at least a chance of getting back into the game so it, it, this is worth monitoring over the next couple of days. I, I would be paying attention to reporters that are at practice and what they see Anthony Brown, or sorry, what they see Tyler Huntley doing. And maybe yeah. the Ravens are trying to play some games here. It's possible, but I, I would feel more comfortable if I saw Tyler Huntley throwing the football a little bit more practice this week. This is two straight weeks that he really hasn't done much of anything other than just be on the field and sort of watching what the other quarterbacks are doing.
2: I got a couple things on Lamar, uh, you know, it's some of an internet, internet conjecture, but if it's contract related uh, it, with what's going on, he hasn't practiced and, and all the, and missing all this time. And when would we see him next?
4: Let's say they shocked the world. Could he play next week? Yeah, I mean, look, here's what I will tell you guys. Any thought that there is no injury is nonsense. Like, everyone involved will be very clear about this. There is an injury. The reports about the swelling not going down, those are real. Um, Now, you know, everybody's got their own opinion as to whether or not he could push it and try to play. And I think there is a lot of thought related to Lamar Jackson's style of play that's unique about why it is that he might not be playing, right? Like, maybe if he was Brock Osweiler, he would would be out there attempting to play. Mm -hmm. But, of course, we know that's not his style. And Lamar Jackson, it's not in his nature to not move and to not attempt to run. So there's a lot of opinion that exists even from different people within the organization about that. But the, the idea that he's making this up, that he could have come back a month ago and he's simply holding in or holding out, I've had enough people whose opinions I trust tell within the organization tell me that's not true, that I'm comfortable with saying that. That's, it's simply not true. Now, the secondary part of the question is, is really interesting because I, there was a lot of thought, and I think you saw this particularly with Adam Schefter's report, that there was a strong chance he would play the belief was they were trending towards the idea that he could play this week. So I would say they're not ruling out the idea of him being available if they were to win and and play next week. But this question about the swelling, I think is real and how much it limits what he's able to do as Lamar Jackson versus being, you know, a traditional pocket passer. Boy, it is really hard to have those answers. It is it's a very uncomfortable situation. It's been, look, I'll admit, it's been pretty good for us radio wise because, boy, all of the speculation, everybody's going wild and making up their own beliefs and the whole thing. But. It's very difficult to get hard information about this because there is not one prevailing thought about exactly what's going on. Yeah, it
5: sounds like it was false optimism then mm-hmm. that was floating out there mm-hmm. and it probably should not have existed. It's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We're talking to Glenn Clark about the Ravens-Bengals this weekend. His radio show is 10A to noon Eastern at glennclarkradio.com. He also has postgame on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Uh, we understand that there's a prop bet that you like in this game that's available right now. Yeah. What is that, Glenn?
4: So I, gotta, I, I apologize for not checking where the number was again this morning, but when I saw this yesterday, Joe Mixon 57.5 was the number that I saw for rushing yards. And there's two things that jump out to me, guys. One, that's a number he's only gone over six times all season, and one of those was a 58 yard day. And then two, they were up 17 to nothing last week. And he still only ran for twenty-seven yards. This was a day, if there was ever gonna be a day where they were gonna be able to, you know, bang it on the ground and just get through and win the AFC North and get the home playoff game, that was the day. The Ravens defense, you guys know, the moment Roquan Smith showed up is wildly different. There's yes. been one running back that's found success against the Ravens since he the, the Roquan Smith showed up, that was Najee Harris. He's the only running back that's had any success at all running against the Ravens since that day. Look, I get the 57 and a half is a small number and one goofy play, a 30-yard run could change it. But there's the scenario where the Bengals end up blowing out the Ravens, but even if that's the case, you would think they would want to get Joe Mixon off the field late in the second half. So I really like the under and rushing yards. That number is very interesting to me. I think that a couple people have already told me that they've seen it a little bit lower than that. I got it at 57.5, and and I was happy to put money on that because it just doesn't make sense to me.
5: Glenn, I'm looking around right now. I see as low as 54.5 and as high as 60 and a half, so definitely shop around for the best number. And by the way, this just came down uh, for what it's worth to add to the whole conversation. This will tell you how good Roquan Smith has been. He was just named AFC Defensive Player of the Month.
4: Sure, and so, and we just got you know a hundred million dollars from the Ravens. was named was named Team MVP, and I will tell you, I voted for Roquan Smith as Team MVP, despite the fact that he was only on the team for half the season. That's nuts. That's- mm. How unbelievably good Roquan Smith has been, and again moved this team from being a bottom third defense in the NFL to being a top five unit. He is insane how good this dude is.
5: Yeah, you can follow him on Twitter. He is at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck with your mix and bet, and enjoy the
4: game. Paul, oh, I much appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. yep great job.
5: That was fun. Yeah,
2: really good breakdown. There's some stuff out there that uh, they don't think we'll see Lamar this year, even if they win. So. That's that's a whole nother. But again, is it on Harbaugh? Is it on the organization? It may be about how the timeline got messed up here. Yeah. They expected him back
5: Christmas Eve. Okay. So did you get involved in uh, Bengals teasers at all yesterday? Got that.
2: Yeah. I, I know straight, that you have them six and a half yeah, already. Si- yes.
5: So I six did. and a half
2: money line early. The
5: I said teasers, that on the air yes. yesterday too. I wanted to wait till it went to seven and a half, and then the news came out that Jackson was not going to be at practice yesterday, and then so I did at that point get the Bengals on a teaser. The problem is I don't love a second leg this week. I, I No dance partner. Here's the thing. Like I already bet, the, and I said this again, yeah, I, I bet the Buccaneers plus the three on Sunday night, and I added them as the dance partner, but then there's a chance where I lose both those bets in case Dallas wins by like 10. Mm-hmm. So I like the Buccaneers on a teaser leg, obviously. I don't, I hate doubling down like that though, I what, guess is my point. I
2: mean, what's the run? I mean, this, this kid's an assassin. Burrow's on a 21 and three ATS run. Going back to the playoffs last year, right, right, it's ridiculous. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, they, they, it was a great story last year, but they were lucky. Uh, they're, they're better this year. I mean, oh, there's Mc, no doubt. McPherson this year. bailed them out, and, and Tannehill bailed them out in the Tennessee game. The other thing is just unfortunate, and it stinks. This is a great matchup if Lamar Jackson's healthy. It's a toss-up game. Well, that I mean that's... they beat him at the gun on the Sunday night of the first game. And then, you know, last week, you keep, what are you going to do? You got a third-string quarterback. Yeah. But I mean, you might have a third-string quarterback again here. It's unfortunate.
5: I think that's the uh, storyline of the weekend. What could have been. Yeah. There's no Tua. The Lions, if they were in the playoffs, and then uh, this game with Lamar. I think the Ravens are a really good football oh, team.
2: Don't even get me going. How good is Detroit-San Francisco? Hugs. I mean, they're not going to
5: probably win a game, but still. They are hot. They're playing with a ton of confidence. Yeah. It's a great story. but Oh, yeah. man. Up next, we preach us all the time when betting awards – Follow the media. An odds-on favorite is currently outside the top four based on a survey taken by people who actually vote. Details on that coming up next.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
4: This is
2: Follow the Money on VSEN. Bet Rivers Online Sports. Book your home. All the latest lines, odds, and boosts, whether it's football, hockey, or basketball, they have you covered. Great house specials, great props for the NFL playoffs, and promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance and Sunday Football Parlay Insurance. It's a whole new game at Bet Rivers.
5: Okay. So we have explained this many times in the past, but we always have a new audience here on the show and uh, on this network. And it's a good reminder that uh, when it comes to betting awards in any sport, you can follow those people who either are in the media or potentially have a vote, obviously for this stuff, because that's what you're going to want to base your bets on. We've done this before in the NFL. We did it last year when it was down late in the season there was one person who had a vote for the NFL MVP, Hub Arkish, who said, he, no, no matter what, he's not voting for Hub. He made up his mind back in August. A bunch of other voters actually said, you can't say that. Rodgers has my vote. Mm-hmm. So before Rodgers turned into like this massive favorite, you had uh, an opportunity to maybe get down on him late in the season. So there was, and th- this is an NBA uh, story, but it ties into every single sport because Mark Medina covers the NBA for NBA.com. And he wrote in the story, they're using the midway point of the season. They went out, surveyed 30 beat reporters or columnists representing every single NBA market, including two reporters in New York and two in LA. Some of these people, they have votes. And they talked about, you know, the best team in the NBA, team that are, teams that are going to make a deep run in the second half of the season, the team that's going to come out of the East. A lot of that's going to be opinion-based. And they also got into the awards market as well. Um, they talked about the MVP, they talked about the Rookie of the Year. As of right now, the MVP, 43% of the people who voted in this poll said Luka is the MVP. 40% said the Joker. And when you look at the odds board, you still see Giannis Antetokounmpo, very high. In fact, I think he's like the second choice on the board or third. He might be slipping here lately. Only 7% said Giannis. Only 7% said Jason Tatum. Oh, so midway point that tells you it's between Luca and Jokic.
2: Yeah. The on-off numbers with the Joker are
5: insanity. Pure insanity. Yep, <laughs> It's a high school team when he's on the bench. <laughs> uh, who's on track to win the Kia Rookie of the Year? Well, 97% said Paulo Carroll for Orlando. Like, he's minus $12 okay. to win the award. Not to- high enough, then. The other 3% said Benedict Matherin. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. You're right. Um... Who's on track to win Kia Defensive Player of the Year? Oh. Who do you think they said? I have a very healthy ticket on Brooke Lopez at 500 to 1.
2: Did they go Jackson?
5: Current odds tell you it's Jaron Jackson minus 125. Brooke Lopez is 4 to 1. The media, and again, some of these people who vote, 37% said Brooke Lopez. They did. 27% said Jaron Jackson. All right. Interesting. 10% said Jared Allen. Okay. So again, the this market stuff is based on a lot of times it's going to be liability. Books are going to take an opinion on it as well. Um, if the season ended today, I think Brooke Lopez would actually win the award. Now, we have half the year left. And the way Jaron Jackson is playing on that side of the court, um, he's probably going to surpass him Like in their eyes where it matters most. The, problem, the sticking point is he only plays like 24, 25 minutes a game. Yeah, Could that come back to haunt him? Yeah. The, this is the big one and the reason why we're really bringing this up. When you look at the sixth man of the year odds, well, the shortest shot on the board is Russell Westbrook. He's actually now odds on, which means he is heavier than a 50% chance to win the award. He's minus 140. And he's at that number or around that number at every single book. He's the odds-on favorite. Second on the board is Malcolm Brogdon at uh, plus 380. Then you have Jordan Poole, Norman Powell, and uh, the list goes on and on. But, Paulie, based on this survey taken at NBA.com, 33% of the people said Jordan Poole, not Russell Westbrook. And Jordan Poole now is going to be going back to the bench now that Steph Curry is back and playing for the Warriors. So this is only gonna pick up steam, I believe. Who's second? Is it Russell Westbrook? At minus one forty? Nope. It's Malcolm Brogdon, twenty three percent of the vote. Mm. Then there's a tie between Matherman and Christian Wood, thirteen percent of the vote. Christian Ru- Wood? Yeah. Not even listed. Yeah, he was recently one hundred to one. Wow. And you I liked him before the season. I bet uh Powell too. Well, Christ Powell. <laughs> I will. Uh, I have to tip my cap to Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior yeah, right. betting analyst here at Veasan NBA. He pointed this out to me last week when Wood was 100 to one. Well, they're going to get their starting center back in the next couple of weeks, and Wood's going to go back to the bench. Yeah. And people who vote on this award loved Wood as the sixth man of the year before the season started. So if you can find a big number on Wood, that might be worth it. Russell Westbrook, again, I will remind you, the odds-on favorite right now to win six man of the year, he's also receiving votes in this survey at NBA.com. So that there's a disconnect here, right? The market is telling you right now that Westbrook's going to win. The people who vote on this stuff and cover the league are telling you yeah. he's not even in the top four.
2: Wow, this is wild. Powell's the cop and diehard who eats the Twinkies. Love that. Scene. Oh,
5: my God, Did wow. Did you miss that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's a cop. He could That's be a, right. He, he's one of us. Could be a badge. Christ, Powell. Could be a bartender for all we know. Oh, good re, good recall on that. <sighs> I
5: love that movie. It's so good. Wasn't so he, rewatchable. Wasn't he also uh, the dad in the movie with uh, yes, Urkel? Yes. Or the, or the TV show with Urkel? Yeah. You
2: want his name? What's his name? I ah, just Great. call him Powell. <laughs> Reginald Johnson? What is it? Reginald L. Reginald Johnson. Reginald L. Johnson. Vel Johnson, yeah, power. Huh. yeah. Let me get his career.
5: Oh, I bet you he's got a good resume.
2: He was in Crocodile Dundee. Oh my God, love that movie! That's uh, not a knife. This is a knife.
5: <laughs> that's a five hundred to one shot. I would have landed that. Uh huh. <clears throat> There's no way I'd recall him. I, breakthrough roles: Al Powell
2: in Die Hard. Gene Hackman was going to play the role. Unavailable late last night. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, I Hack- love this stuff. Hackman would have been good. Family
5: Matters. That's the name of the show. Family Matters. There you go. I got there right before you. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's good. Um, How about this? And I bet this based on. I put a small bet on it. Who's on track to win Kia Most Improved? Because I have Gildas Alexander at big numbers.
2: Oh man, what a season he's having!
5: Awesome, but fifty-three percent of the people who voted on this poll said Lori Markkinen.
2: What a season he's having! Yeah, where did this come from? He's an assassin. He's unbelievable a year he's this year. Scoring
5: machine can't right.
2: guard you, but a scoring machine. Yeah. Oh, I, could you good. could you guard him? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, Matador defense. Yeah, I'm out there bad. for X. Ex- I'm a chucker. I just yeah. love it.
5: Up it goes, baby. I'm bombing threes. I don't yeah. want to play any defense. Uh, I can shoot. He was recently three to one. Uh-huh. marketing. He's yeah. down to like plus one ten now. Wow. That I saw that is great. So it's good and, stuff. By the way, who would you give coach of the year to? Who? It's got well. It's got to be Jacques Vaughn, right? Ah, uh, come on. Nice job, I, but you can't
2: just because it's hard because Nash was awful. It, it was, and not, they weren't going to play for Nash, but they have a ta- you know they have a lot of talent. It was a rudderless ship with Nash, and now I don't know about new Mizzou- captain on board. I don't think well, you can give it to Missoula. I know it was difficult circumstances coming in, but you went to the finals last year, so I can't go with Missoula.
5: Uh am I missing somebody? Uh, they well, they have Vaughn. Forty-three percent say Vaughn. I would go twenty three percent say Willie Green with New Orleans.
2: Yeah, that's big. Yeah, I got to see how it plays out in the West with the record. I, I'd go Malone if they can get the one seed. I'd go Green if they get the if New Orleans is like
5: the two. Okay, good enough. Yeah, I think that would be good enough for him to be, be right there to well, win the certainly whole thing. They're buying in, and and Jock's doing a hell of a job with the Nets, but uh, Mike Brown, Sacramento, also receiving votes. Yeah, Rick Carl- Carlisle, Indiana, and JB Bickerstaff with Cleveland in the also receiving votes category. So. I don't know. Just uh, keep your eye out for that kind of stuff. And again, when it comes to the NFL, I, I follow. I have a list that I made on Twitter that I follow. Every single, I went and found out the uh, MVP voters and the award. I follow all of them. And some of them will be transparent and tell you. So that's the pro tip of the hour. We're handicapping awards. Um, again, it does take your opinion out of this stuff. You are handicapping how the media votes. Not only who is the most deserving player. And uh, you get at least 20 of those every single day. They're available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com. You can sort them by sport and by show. So I thought I thought that whole thing with Sick Man of the Year was uh, very interesting.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. These are good.
5: I, I tried to tell you, or I tried to follow all the stuff with the NFL Awards, too. It's it's razor thin from what I've seen with some of these. Like the Offensive Rookie of the Year, the Comeback Player of the Year. um. Coach of the year. Coach of the year is going to be madness when you find out who wins that bad boy. I agree with Ross Tucker. He's like, I wouldn't
2: be mad if nine guys got a vote. It's like, you can't be upset. You can't. You can make a case for seven, eight, nine guys. You really could. Yep. I wouldn't be upset if they said Dan Campbell. I mean, to to go from
5: nine and eight where they were at. Yep. Up next, former NFL player, current VC host, Mike Pritchard, is going to join the program. He mentioned a team on our show a while back that he thought was going to get hot He'll remind us who that is coming up next.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.